0: Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Hope everybody's enjoying their Friday. The end of the week is here. We finally made it, and we've got a whole bunch of things to talk about during the course of this show to try to get you guys get or get you guys ready rather for the weekend that lies ahead. We've got our usual Friday lineup. Chan Legitro of South Lavouche Baseball will be joining us in the next segment of the show. We'll be chatting with him about his team. Uh they're gonna be playing in an umpire scrimmage tomorrow. Some live fire opportunity to get some good work. And then we'll also be chatting with Damien St. Pierre, we think, at twelve fifteen. Uh Damien's got some work meetings, so we may have to kick that a little bit down the road towards the back end of the show. But we'll make it work. Whatever we've got to do with uh with Damien, we'll we'll make that happen. Um we've got boys and girls basketball scoreboard reports. I tell you, I mean, they're very bare. Um, yesterday there was not a lot of action, but we start on the girls' basketball side of things. <clears throat> Terrebonne gets a sixty-seven to sixty-four win over Bell Chase, so a good win for Terrebonne, taking care of Bell Chase last night. Congratulations to them. Um, and let's see, that may have been the only girls' basketball result. Berwick defeats Westminster Christian of Lafayette 26 to 12. So good win for Berwick. And then that puts a pin in our local scoreboard for the girls. And then for the boys, there was just one result. It was E.D. White getting a win over Geo Next Generation, 59-28. to 28. So very light, very dry. And that's, that sets the stage for the scoreboard today, uh, our scoreboard preview for today, which is going to obviously be much more fruitful. Um, you've got Grandal taking on First Baptist Christian on the road today. Grandal's been playing a lot, man. It's awesome to see, um, you know, Getting the team back together, going competing, got a great coach. Like it's awesome to see the work that they've done to put that thing back together. Um, East St. John is hosting Thibodeau tonight. That's a boy girl, double header opportunity for Thibodeau girls to maybe make some noise there. In a district game in our local five, a district that like on paper, maybe 10 days ago, didn't look like it would matter a whole lot. Girls nor boys. Um, but that boys' game is going to matter. HL Bourgeois hosting Terrebonne tonight. That's a big game. On the girls' side, it's two teams that are kind of outside of contention. But on the boys' side, HL Bourgeois wins that game. Like, you're saying loud and proud, like, hey, we've got a shot to win district. Terrebonne beats them. You know, it's a great road momentum-building win. Terrebonne beat them earlier in the district schedule. This begins round two. That's a huge game tonight out in Homa between two teams that, didn't really think would be in a situation to play a huge game against one another. Hanville and Destrahan locking up boy-girl doubleheader. District, 4A, ellender morgan City. That's uh, a home game for Eleanor, boy-girl doubleheader. <laughs> Let's see. Then we've also got um, a game that you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB, South Lafouche traveling to take on South Terrebonne. If you are um, in the area and are planning to attend that game, that is at Terrebonne High School. Terrebonne High School will be the site of South Lafouche and South Terrebonne. And then the last district game in 4A is you got Lutcher and Morgan City. Or, um, listen to me, Lutcher and Morgan City. Lutcher and Vanderbilt, my bad. Lutcher hosting Vanderbilt for a boy-girl doubleheader. 3A, district doubleheaders, Berwick and St. James. E.D. White is out of the district today, but they're playing Home of Christian School. That'll be a fun matchup. That's actually going to be a really good game. Patterson and Donaldsonville. uh, I already told you about St. James and Berwick. So there's your district 3A matchups. Home of Christian School, we just said a second ago, taking on E.D. White. That'll be fun. Then we go down to Single A. Central Catholic will be hosting Covenant Christian. So some good, fun matchups as we track all of the action in our area. Some big LHSAA news from around the state Uh, this morning at the annual convention out in Baton Rouge. The LHSAA member schools have voted to postpone a decision about ratifying the new postseason format and the new classifications within the association. So basically what that means is everything that was passed in the fall, where you got the four classifications, division one, select division, like eight classifications, really four in each side. That's now stuck. That's here for the rest of the school year. So we're going to do that for baseball. We're going to do that for basketball. And, um, we're not going to be changing nor tweaking that for the rest of the school year. Look, man, I think that's a mistake. Um, I understand what the LHSA membership is doing and that they're creating less headaches and problems for today by postponing this. I understand that. Because, look, if they would have passed that motion today and said, hey, we're going back to how it was before, then it would have been a mad dash. South to win back to 4A, other schools like the whole power rating picture would have looked different. But I still think that if the membership and schools don't like the system that they're playing in right now, they should have powered past it and, and and killed it today. Postponing and delaying the inevitable, I think, is a mistake. And you know why I think it's a mistake? is Because guess what? When the LHSA passed this garbage, they did it in the middle of a football season. They didn't care about your postponing. They didn't care about your, uh, you know, your time frame nor your schedule nor the, the integrity of your season. They just said to hell with it, we're doing it. And I think the membership today made a mistake in that now the LHSA knows, hey, we could do stuff to y'all that y'all don't have the balls to do back to us. And I think that's a mistake. I think that today they should have taken a vote. And no matter how the vote goes, right? If, if there wasn't enough support to kill it, then hey, it's so much, you know, it, it is what it is. At that point, then you live with the, the, you know, the law of the land, and then it, it stays, and then we play with it. But to postpone it, I think, is a bad move because now, you know, they let the association win one on them. And I, I just don't like that feeling. They, in the middle of football season, without even consulting the schools, Without getting everybody back together, without everybody you know, being in the room, without everybody having a voice, they just decided, you know what? We're going to just change all this stuff up. And if they don't like it, to hell with them. And then today, the membership got together. After bickering and bellyaching and whining and crying, they got together and said, yes, master, we'll do it. And I just don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's a good statement for the member schools to say. If there was support to get rid of it, they should have gotten rid of it today. And if that means that the basketball playoff picture is going to be shaken up a little, so be it. They're kids. They're resilient. You know, it, it is what it is. The numbers would have changed. We'd had three, four weeks to get ready for it. So that's going on out in Baton Rouge. I think that the member schools made a mistake today. I truly do. I, I truly believe that. And and I understand the reasons for wanting to delay it and postpone it again. It would have made a big mess, but you know what else made a big mess? Whenever in week two of the high school football season, we learned without any consultation, Hey, this is what we're doing. Screw y'all deal with it. And I think that the LHSA member schools had a chance to throw that right back in their face today. And I think that they missed that opportunity. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to go to Chandler Guitros of South LaFouche baseball. Looking forward to chatting with him. His team is going to be competing in an umpire scrimmage tomorrow, a chance to get some live work before the start of the season, which is rapidly around the corner. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick
1: timeout. Do you want a free easy-go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, Buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers. Arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and Cutoff, Chevy's Find New Roads.
2: It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely Residential Zero Turn Moors. Show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails. Operator comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck. Put the neighbors on notice. Gravely. Driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRue,
3: We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bellchase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
4: Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally-owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic. Organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed.
5: When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets king cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home.
0: Royal Rumble is tomorrow, so it's only fitting that we got some Vince McMahon music because there are some whispers that he may make, make an appearance tomorrow at the Royal Rumble. But anyway, let's talk some baseball right now in this segment. It is play by play on K L E B. Hope everybody's enjoying their Friday. It's Friday at eleven forty five. It's time to go to the Diamond at South Lafouche. Coach Chan Legitros, good morning, buddy. How are you?
6: Hey, Casey, doing great here.
0: Doing great, bro. Um, look, man, we've been doing these interviews for heck months now uh and just kind of talking about the same thing tell me about your offseason tell me about your offseason but now tomorrow you guys are playing against an opponent and i get it it's a game that doesn't you know count in the standings but i'm sure you guys are super excited to take the field get the uniforms on you know get that lineup made out one through nine and you know live fire dress rehearsal an opportunity to get ready for the season see how much progress you've made
6: for sure man uh Guys are definitely excited. Looking forward to seeing us really against live bullets and live pitching. Uh, you know, typically pitchers are ahead of hitters this early in the season. And uh, just looking forward uh, to see how our kids respond against such a quality opponent. Uh, so, you know, yeah, like, uh, like I said last week, it's uh, I like playing this early. We only had today will be our fourth practice with the weather the other day. So uh, it's not a whole lot of time, but you get to get your holes exposed very quickly, and it gives you a lot to build on, and you have uh, a good six practices before your next scrimmage. So it gives us some time to kind of see where we're at and, uh, you know, fill in those deficiencies.
0: What are you hoping to see tomorrow, man? Obviously, you know, the easy answer would be, oh, yeah, let's go win, but... More important than that, are there any fundamental things? You know, hey, let's not allow any walks. You know, let's not miss any signs. What are some of those basic things you're looking to see from the guys tomorrow?
6: Yeah, and uh, look, we're not going to do a whole bunch being uh, we're playing a district opponent. So uh, we're going to keep it pretty vanilla. So my main thing, uh, you know, pitching-wise, I want us to throw strikes. I don't care if we get banged all over the yard tomorrow. I want us to be in the strike zone and not allowing a lot of free passes. Uh, the way that the scrimmage is working, it's uh, you know three runs, three outs, uh, whatever comes first, and there's a maximum of thirty pitches per inning. So we don't want to walk the park uh, and use up those thirty pitches quick. We want it to be in the strike zone. Let them hit it. Let our guys play defense. And uh, offensively, uh, you know, same thing. We want to be competitive with those thirty pitches that we're getting an inning. We want to be putting the ball in play. Uh, you know, hopefully hard ground balls, line drive So uh, whatever the is going to be is going to be. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather you know be lining out and hitting hard ground balls and getting thrown out at first, then popping up and striking out.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that, man. You know, how many innings are you guys going to play tomorrow? And I guess you know, are there any position groups where you may be going to be uh, sharing some times? So, you know, maybe look at a couple of guys who may be contending for starting spots.
6: Yeah, it'll be a two-hour time limit, and we're hoping to get at least six innings in in that two-hour time limit. So, uh, yeah, definitely on the mound, we're going to throw a different guy every inning. And uh, with that, you know, we'll st- we're still trying to compete and see who our guys are. Right now, I have three guys in mind that I think are going to be our uh, our starters going into the season before Jacob Carroll gets back from basketball. And then we have kind of like a next tier of guys that we're looking at to be relief pitchers. So we're going to put guys in different spots and uh, try to, you know, arrange those starting pitchers to where they get, they're going to see the top of our opponent's lineup tomorrow. Um, defensively, uh, I guess outfield's really uh, been my, uh, our biggest concern right now. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. We have guys really working hard there now, but it's a situation where I think uh, a lot of guys who end up starting in our outfield during the season is going to be guys who don't win jobs in our infield. So, uh, you know, kind of just looking to see how that all shakes out and, uh, you know, letting the kids go out there and compete.
0: No doubt about that. And tell me about this. You know, you said kind of a second ago you're not going to do a whole lot of your, you know, usual stuff as you're facing a district opponent. And talk to me about that in baseball, man. That, that you know, usually you hear that's, you know, like a football thing. And, you know, during the Les Miles era, it was always, oh, bro, they're running that vanilla offense. You know, they're not showing their stuff. Well, is there such a thing in baseball where, you know, you're maybe not going to hit and run in certain counts or maybe not going to do this or do that because you don't want them to pick up any tendencies on you?
6: Uh, absolutely. We're not uh, we're not calling pitches tomorrow. Uh, as a staff, we're going to let Eduardo uh, call it behind the plate and uh, kind of roll with that just so, you know, like you said, we have a, some very good coaches in our area, and I, I don't want any tendencies getting picked up. I'm not giving any uh, wristband signs at third base. Uh, we're not going to show that system. We're going to go old school signs like uh, we use in JV games. And uh, no, absolutely, there's uh, there's stuff you want to hide. Look, we're not wearing baseball jerseys tomorrow. We're wearing t-shirts with baseball pants, like we treat it as a practice. Because there's no, uh, as opposed to football and basketball, you get huddle film. Well, in baseball, whenever you scout other teams, to me, if you wear in a jersey with a number tomorrow, you give them free scouting reports to the rest of your opponents. Because all they got to do is call that opponent, and if they're willing to give you up. Yeah, uh, we've had number two outside change ups, and he, uh, he couldn't get them all day or whatever it may be, uh, you know. So uh, you definitely got to play it as close to the vest as possible with the lack of access, the film we have on opponents. You want to make sure that uh, you know until you have to uh, reveal too much stuff when the season starts. You kind of keep that close to the vest.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense, man. Um, <clears throat> talk to me about the aspects of you know you've you said, hey, over the summer if the scoreboard's on, we're going try to win, but. At the same time, this is you know as you just said development, and you're trying to you know get guys ready. And how much attention are you going to pay in the fourth or fifth inning if it's a one-run game? Like, hey, let's go win this, or is it strictly we're just getting our guys some reps? We're just working, and it's and you know it's it's a practice.
6: Well, we definitely want to see how our guys compete, and uh, like you say, we will play those first innings. We're going to be rotating guys in and out. I'm probably not going to call very many bunts or hit and runs or anything like that. But we get down to the you know, the last inning, it's a one run game. Yeah, we're gonna go try to win the game, obviously. Uh but it's not gonna affect whether I leave a guy who's maybe hot on the mound, uh, and you know, I'm I'm telling him I'm throwing a different guy every inning, that's what we're doing, no matter if we have a guy that's hot and just struck out three guys in a row. We're gonna get uh all of our guys some reps and uh you know, the results are gonna fall where they may. Uh, but regardless of scoreboard situation, opponent, it's about how our guys compete, how we approach every at-bat, every ball hit at us, every pitch, uh, and how uh, we react if if we hit a batter uh, on the mound, how we react if we walk a guy, how do we react if we make an error. Because uh, baseball is a game of failure. Bad stuff happens all the time, and it's about uh, you know being able to respond, being mentally tough, to be able to flush that stuff and move on to the next play.
0: Man, um one of the things you guys got a lot of kids from football and, and you know some of them are in basketball but some of them went straight to you all some of those kids were beat up had some nagging injuries whatever it may be is everybody fully healthy that's with you that's ready to go like are you guys 100 percent heading into this
6: uh yes and no uh, we're we're dealing with a you know a little i don't know if it's a virus or a cold is going around but we've had guys kind of in and out of practice uh all week uh and i think it's going around everywhere you know you looking uh, across the school. They just got kids that are getting sick right now It's that time of year. Uh, So we've had guys in and out. Uh, I was worried we wouldn't have Brock Johnson for tomorrow, but he checked into school this morning, and he's uh, looking like he's going to be able to give it a go after seeing a doctor yesterday. Uh, Luke Sanimo is kind of having a little bit uh, nagging with his back uh, that just kind of started the other day, so we're going to kind of play that by ear, see how he reacts today. He's a guy that we were looking at uh, pitching, hitting at the top of our lineup, and playing middle infield for us, so uh, we'll kind of see. It's uh, arms have been good. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, rest if anybody's having soreness or anything like that. Uh, so nothing major. But uh, like you said, man, we had some banged up guys coming out of that football season.
0: Today, I don't know if you saw. You've been teaching the LHSA member schools have opted to postpone their vote to ratify the postseason changes, which were passed in football. I've said on the show in the first segment, I think that that's a mistake. Um, I think that if there was support to get rid of it, they should have gotten rid of it today. Because guess what? The LHSA didn't postpone nor delay any decisions about making the sweeping changes. They just said, to hell with y'all, we're doing this. Um, Obviously, you're in a little bit of a different position, you know, being actually part of it. I'm just over here sitting on a, you know, a lazy boy talking about it. What are your thoughts as you're seeing that the the changes were uh, postponed and not voted on, and you guys are going to have the same football playoffs and uh, and and you know that that we saw this past fall?
6: Yeah, I didn't even address our kids uh, what was going on this week because I didn't want to give them a sliver of, uh, of hope that we'd be back down 4 a or anything like that. But in the back of my head, I, uh, I I thought it could happen. I thought it should happen. And you, you know, it's not always about fairness, man. It wasn't fair three years ago when I have a spring sports were the ones that got the wrath of the COVID-19, uh, pandemic had our season shut down. And, uh, that was these kids freshman year. It's, uh, you know, nobody, uh, felt sorry for us then. Uh, you know, I'm a football coach and, uh, you know, when it happened, it stunk, but, uh, it, it was what it was. It was unfortunate that it happened then. And, uh, I think that we had a chance to make it right, right now. And, uh, we didn't, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it's very disappointing, and I have no clue how anybody voted on whatever. I'm not throwing anybody anything. It's just uh it's just that, that we're trying to do something in the the name of fairness for all sports uh from fall through spring, but that's just not the reality of the world we live in. It's not always fair, and uh you know, I think they could have made a decision to make it right today.
0: And you know what's crazy, Coach, is That like no one likes this, <laughs> because you guys are looking at it as, man, we got to go play these big old crazy five A schools that have you know double R enrollment, and then that's not fair. And that's a great argument. Well, guess what? I had Cameron Pierce on yesterday, and he said, well, we've got to play against you know South Lafouche and South Terrebonne, who could earn power points for playing up that we can't earn. We think that stinks. Like no one likes this, and I just don't understand why why it's still here.
6: No, I mean, it's, it's, it's either we 5A or we're not. Uh, you know, this, this wishy-washy thing. I mean, look, if we'd be in 5A, I'd much rather play in the 5A district rather than play with three state champions right. from last year in my district. <laughs> and Assumption, who was a third-ranked team in the state, and throw us in there into the mix, two two-time district champs back-to-back. We'd, uh, we're a stacked baseball district. You know, the, the 5A district, uh, you know, we played them every year. Uh regardless, so I'd i rather be facing those guys for the district championship to be honest with you. Just pick one or the other, either we five A or we not.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you, bro. Last thing before we let you go. Um you guys are competing tomorrow. What are some, some bullet points? Give us your little checklist. If you check all these boxes, it'll be a successful day. What are some things you're hoping to see?
6: Uh defensively we want to throw strikes and take care of the baseball. Uh, you know, if uh You know, plays that are there to be made. I'm not asking anybody to do anything spectacular, but, uh, you know, we've four practice days in. So uh, we got to temp our expectations a little bit, but let's slow the game down, uh, make the routine play. And that's the big thing with so many new guys. Their hearts are going to be racing a little bit for as far the action. Slow down, play baseball, make the routine plays. And offensively, we want to limit the strikeouts.
0: Bro, there's rumors that The Rock's not going to be competing at WrestleMania, but that Stone Cold Steve Austin will be facing Roman Reigns. I know you're an Austin guy, dude. How jacked would you be if, if that's the matchup?
6: I'd be jacked. and uh, I heard you say it in the intro to the Royal Rumble this weekend, so if that's the case, I might need to be tuning in on Saturday night once we get back from uh, from uh, Tipper Ohio.
0: Tomorrow night, the Royal Rumble, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck tomorrow, man.
6: All right, Casey. I'll have a great weekend.
0: You too. That is Coach Chan Legitro's doing an excellent job. <clears throat> he's a wrestling guy, but he's also a baseball coach who's super, super busy getting his guys ready to rock and roll. Can't wait to see how they compete tomorrow. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs and some coaching drama and some rumors and whispers and why I think Saints fans should be pretty upset with Mickey Loomis right now. It's play-by-play on Kaley We'll be right back after this quick timeout. you know how important it is to keep your vehicle running at its best? Calvin Braxton service department wants to help you make sure that it does. Their service department is offering this special on tires. Buy four Michelin tires and get free road hazard and get a $70 mail-in rebate until January 31st. Calvin Braxton Ford, 5978 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Don't
8: forget, this offer is good until January 31st. The
0: NFL head coaching carousel has continued to spin, and it doesn't look like Sean Payton's going to be coaching anywhere next season. Um, it's Play by play on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors as we begin our lunchtime hour. The Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural. Well, start back from the beginning. I think it said Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Got my tongue twisted a little bit there. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics. And community youth sports organizations. Tonight, we're at Terrebonne High School for a varsity boys and girls doubleheader between South LaFouche and South Terrebonne. Tarpons will probably be favored in both of those games, but got to show up and you got to win them. You got to play hard, you got to play well. <clears throat> so let's talk about the NFL coaching carousel here. Um, Frank Wright is the new head football coach of the Carolina Panthers. He is going to be taking over that job um, in the, um, I'm trying to, replacing, I I don't know why that was so hard for me to get that word out, replacing Steve Wilkes, who was the interim coach there, and Wright obviously comes over from Indianapolis and, uh, you know, did an okay job there, but he's the new Carolina coach. And what I'm getting at is as I was I was actually reading something on my phone so sorry for speaking a little slower there getting my my tongue twisted up What is happening now around the NFL is the open jobs around the league are starting to dry out Okay there was a vacancy in Carolina that's been filled there's a vacancy in Indianapolis and you know they're doing final interviews Sean Payton's not amongst them You know, there's a vacancy in, you know, Houston. They're doing final interviews, and Sean Payton is not amongst them. There's a vacancy in Arizona, and he met with Arizona yesterday, but rumor has it that they're not seriously in play for him. So it looks like Sean Payton's number one option right now is going to just be to go back to TV for another year. And I'm really curious... And I don't know if this is going to come out or not. But I'm really curious to understand the reasons why. Like, is this a situation? And it may well be, right? It may well be a situation where Sean just didn't... And by the way, Denver's also open and they're heading to final interviews and Sean Payton has not been included. Is this a situation where Sean looked at all of the situations... Said, well, the Texans have kind of bad ownership. They're kind of poorly run. Carolina, eh, don't like that they don't have a quarterback. Denver, you know, you're kind of anchored by Russell Wilson's contract. Like, did he just look at every one of the situations one by one and said, eh, maybe I'll just sit out another year? Or did the Saints run up the asking price so high that they made it impossible for Sean to go to any of the other teams. And I'm leaning towards thinking that might have been what happened. Because I've been listening to Sean on The Herd with Colin Cowherd, and I've been listening to Sean on you know, these different podcasts and these different places where he's put himself out there. He kind of sort of sounded like he really wanted to coach this coming season. So what would be the holdup? Why wouldn't he make that leap? Is it because the Saints are asking for two and three first-round picks for Sean? And the teams are saying, well, no, we're not doing that. Is that the reason why? So here's what I think is going to happen. And I may be way wrong. By the time we do our next show on Monday, Sean may be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And all of this may be moot, and I may look like a, a dummy for even bringing this up. But I think that Sean's going to sit out, and I think that there's a little bit of a standstill with New Orleans right now because Sean said openly, "Hey, it's only going to take one first-round draft pick to get me." But then right after he says that, the Saints leaker report, "Oh, not so fast. It's going to take more than one first round." So I think there's a little standstill there between Sean and Mickey. And by the way, I think that standstill is why Sean's not in New Orleans anymore. I think that the two lost favor with one another. And I think what we're going to see is Sean's going to say, all right, I tried to do this the easy way. I tried to help y'all. I tried to help y'all uh get compensated. Y'all didn't want to y'all didn't want to hear it. Y'all didn't want to do it. And I think he's going to just wait the rest of his contract and the Saints are not going to get anything because the whole season, the jock sniffers in the media, the, the, the fans in the media who never allow you to say anything negative. And all you got to do is go across the hall and listen to the folks that he's talking to during the show. They are never allowed to say anything negative. Oh, the glass is always half full. Oh, they're going to trade Sean Payton. They're going to get three first-round picks. They're going to get the John Gruden treatment. They're going to get the King's ransom. They're going to fix the offense next year. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Black and gold Super Bowl. All those optimists, all those people that sip the Kool-Aid, all those people that are not allowing themselves to accept reality are now going to have to understand this big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that we were promising ourselves that we were going to get this big first round draft pick we were promising ourselves we were going to get we ain't getting so now you approach the offseason likely without a first round pick without any cap space you're losing michael thomas cam jordan demario davis are gonna be a year older they're not gonna be as good next year you don't have a quarterback you don't have means to get a quarterback And you know what you're going to be? Next year, you're going to be right back where you are right now. Not relevant, not in a good position, not in a good situation, and stuck. I told y'all in October what the New Orleans Saints needed to do, and nobody wanted to listen because y'all were too busy chasing the idea of, oh, bro, we won game out of first. Oh, bro, we're going to sneak into the playoffs. That never was a realistic opportunity. That never was a realistic plan. I told y'all from the beginning what the Saints need to do. They need to tear the house down. Burn the Joker to the ground. Next year, go 4-13 with a scab roster of young players, young hungry players, get back some cap space, get some good draft picks, and rebuild it from the studs. That's what they should have done for the last two or three years. But Mickey Loomis, oh, no, oh bro, we're going to we're gonna get this guy. We're going to get that guy. We're going to sign Marcus May. We're going to sign Teron Matthew. We're going to run it back. We're close. We're going to just run it back. Where did running it back get you? Run back into what? Run back into a brick wall of not being near good enough to make any type of run. So the Sean Payton news is, is should be disappointing but not altogether surprising. The Saints are asking too much. They're not allowing him to get out of the building for free. Oh, bro, we ain't going to just give him away. Well, guess what? In a year or two when that contract's up, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have to give him away. You're going to have to give him away. And it's likely going to be to a better situation. He's going to likely end up in Dallas when McCarthy runs thin. He's going to likely end up in Los Angeles when Staley runs thin. And then what? You're going to have to watch him beat your ass for the next decade. I don't understand just about anything that's happening in New Orleans right now with the Saints. I don't get it. They have such a false sense of reality. Well, I do get it. Because there's no pressure from the media. I just told y'all, it's all happy-go-lucky rainbows and clouds and sunshine and buttercups and jelly beans. Oh, yes, we're going to be excellent next year. Everything's going to be wonderful next year. We're going to get a a car and he's going to have a Career resurgence. We're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's going to lead us to the promised land. It's like a Bo Dallas promo. All you got to do is believe. And these folks really, truly believe that just by being positive that things are going to turn around, whereas the team is paying off that positivity by changing nothing, bringing back the whole coaching staff, and approaching the offseason with the same knuckleheads in the building that failed you before. And they're, the fans and the local media are just taking it. There's no pressure. I didn't see one piece of literature in the last two weeks saying how embarrassing it was that the Saints are bringing back their offensive coordinator after being terrible on offense last year. Didn't see one piece of literature about that. Not one. So if there's no pressure to make it right, then what's the team going to do? They're going to think that everything's okay. They're not going to pay two offensive coordinators because these coaching contracts are guaranteed. They're not going to pay Carmichael and somebody else. They're not going to pay Dennis Allen and somebody else. They're going to play it cheap. They're going to lose, and they're going to feed it to the fans who are going to gobble it all up and say, oh, yeah, we're, we're close. We're close. We're right there. Oh, we ended the year strong. We're right there. No, you ain't right there. Right where? The only place that the Saints are right there is laying on the train track. You got about to get run over by the rest of the NFL. Give me a break. It's play play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to Damian St. Pierre. Can't wait to chat with him. I'm sure Damien will be fired up about a lot of things. His team, girls basketball team, got a big, big result yesterday with LCO beating Lockport. Now they have a chance to potentially make a three-way tie in the Paris Championship chase. We'll be right back after this. Chat with our old buddy Damien St. Pierre.
7: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the Rage Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Rage Cajun, 102.7 FM.
2: Does your vehicle need servicing and you
0: don't want to drive too far? Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is offering these specials until further notice. Get a diesel oil change for $159.95 or a gas-only oil change for $49.95, up to 5 quarts. Calvin Braxton Ford, 5978 LE1 in Lockport. Big Town
2: Inventory, Small Town Prices. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero turn moors show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got a hundred years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe.
0: Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989.
3: We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bellchase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
4: Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic Organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed.
11: Man,
0: that's now a couple of wrestling songs in a row. Chris Jericho music playing on Royal Rumble weekend. We go to the phone lines for our Friday at 1215 calling guests. That's Damien St. Pierre with Golden Medal middle school boys and girls basketball coach. Let's also not forget South LaFouche Flash and South LaFouche Biddy. Coach D, good afternoon, buddy. How are you?
11: Hey, Casey. Good, man. Doing a little bit of, all, doing a little bit of everything today, man. I'm, I'm glad I, I got the get out of that meeting and headed straight to the radio, man. I'm glad we got to make it happen. Absolutely,
0: Padna. Um, you guys are in the teeth of your season. Final stretch run coming up. Your boys are playing some pretty good ball. Get a win over Grand Isle. Your girls had a nice week as well. Talk about the way you guys played this week over at Golden Meadow.
11: Uh, look, I, I, think, I think we played well, man. My my boys' squad, we're, uh, we're going through some growing pains. At the same time, we're, we're still having that opportunity to, to, to compete. And winning some games, um, just quick, on Monday, played at West Thibodeau. Got down 21-7 early. Um, got a couple of kids that are out with discipline issues. In, and that's just something that we're, that we're tackling. Um, a little heavier than we did in the beginning of the season. But down 21-7 to with maybe three minutes left. And uh, halftime score ended up 23-20. to So we clawed back, took care of uh, of, of, the, of the pressure that they were putting on us. And then they hit some shots at the intakes in the lead. But I was proud of the way we played uh On the girls side of west we had a we had a tough first half, and then we came out third quarter made a couple of adjustments and uh limited their opportunities at the rim so we we kind of ran away with that one and then on uh we actually were uh, we were the off team in Paris on Thursday, so we actually scheduled uh game with Grand Al on wednesday went down there man beautiful awesome to get down there um you know the it's a good environment uh gyms you know gyms really nice, just a good opportunity our kids to play some basketball girls was, were successful early and often i think we won 45 to 12 and then the boys side man you know when you play at home you always play a little bit harder you're always making shots on your on your own rims and and goals you know grand out got a good game plan it came out 11 to four uh they had us down they hit a couple threes and a and a, and a bucket and again had another kid out due to discipline issues and um you know we started a sixth grader again and we got we got to that point point. And, you are kind of a heavyweight bout. I'm sure we'll get to, to Jonathan later, the heavyweight bout. You know, you kind of got hit in the face, and we came back, and we ended up, uh, you know, finishing on a tear. Ryan Green was shooting the lights out. He had five three-pointers uh, on his way to a 24-point game there. I think we won maybe 56-27 or something something along those lines. But give him a little break. Took a break uh, on, on Thursday. We're taking a break tonight, and we're back in, in practice uh on, on Sunday evening and then getting ready for our sixth ward on Monday, our, our eighth grade night, we've got Turtle coming in, do some announcing that's gonna add some some excitement. Last home game of the season. Everybody needs to come out and support these these uh, these young men, young women that have been working uh, very hard all season to, to try to, to restore some pride back in the go to meta basketball program. And then of course on Thursday at Salafouze we're gonna be playing LaRose in, in our uh, in our final game of the season.
0: Well, Turtle's not the only one that's going to be there. There's going to be a fire there. There's going to be a radio play-by-play host that's going to be there. There's going to be a camera crew there. Yeah, we're going to give you the full treatment on that one, brother.
11: Even better, man. I'll make sure i got a couple bottles of water and a couple uh, cans of Diet Coke uh, ready ready for you guys and and a good table as well.
0: (laughs) Right. There was some controversy with the table last time. We'll make it happen. Um, Dude, look, there's no way to sugarcoat this, man. You guys got thrown a lifeline yesterday. Had Lockport on the girls' side beat LCO, they would have pretty much won the Paris Championship, barring something unexpected happening. But with LCO winning, now they're undefeated. You've got one loss. Lockport got one loss. And your girls next week, assuming you take care of business against Six Ward, have a chance to throw a monkey wrench in this whole thing. If you guys beat LCO, it's going to be a three-way tie. Last night, you guys... We're on the right end of that result, bro.
11: Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I sat right behind you. I, I felt I was acting as your bodyguard at the stage it was getting a little hectic. Like I, I would have had you and Coach Colley's <laughs> back if anything would have went down. But, you know, a great game. I mean, a defensive struggle in, in, or defensive battle in the first half, 7-7, seven, seven, and then LaRose made a couple of adjustments, played a couple of different kids, and uh, took care of business. They handled the pressure, and, you know, they're, they're, they turned Lockport over. And, um, you know, I... I I don't know if there was a time in my life that I've been, that I've ever been a bigger Maroon Bulldog fan than I was last night on that stage. I don't know, you could probably hear me in the background of the the, the video that from Bayou Sports, uh, cheering like a you know like a true Bulldog fan. Uh, just to, you know, it just my girls deserve that opportunity. They play hard, and you know they, they haven't we haven't experienced a ton of success in the last few seasons as uh, you know they haven't I haven't been there and just watching you know but again to, to watch some of them games last year. A lot of games that I thought, in my opinion, could have went their way, and you know, I think we're we're getting to that point where we're ready to play in a big game. We're battle tested. Uh, we went through a law where we won a bunch of games by a bunch of points, and we got comfortable. And that's what we we talk about things. You know, we ha- we have a, a policy. We tell the truth. There's no sugarcoating. There's 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 no lying to each other. We're gonna we're gonna tell it how it is, and and we're gonna be grown, we're gonna try to be grown ups about about listening to that. And we talked about it. We got comfortable. And the last couple of games, I think we came out. We were we we. We we tried to battle that. Uh, I think against Grand Isle, we, we played a full four quarters, and I think we did a good job. And we're developing our bench uh, each and every practice and each and every game. We had an injury; uh, Vivian Martin went down. One of our sixth grade guards, I think, hurt us tremendously. It um, you know, Limited our bench a little bit. I don't think she's going to be back. Um, you know, I know her mom is probably taking salt in the cap <laughs> off of her wrist for her to be able to play. But you know, I don't think she's going to be able. She'll be uh, you know healthy to play. We're going to give them everything we got. We're coming in there with you know in, in a position where we feel like we don't have anything to lose. You know, we weren't supposed to be there. We're not supposed to be there. We're just like the article said. We're just little old gold and, meta and we haven't we given our given our chance given giving us ourselves a chance to um, you know try to fight for a portion of a Paris championship, something that hasn't been done in over a decade. at gold men, we're proud of that.
0: And no, for sure, man. Very well said. Um, I was ranting and raving in the last segment of the show. I Don't know how much you got a chance to catch it about you know. This, there was this idea and there was this comfort amongst Saints fans of, oh, we don't have a first-round draft pick, but it's okay. We're going to trade Sean Payton and we're going to get everybody's first-round draft pick. Well, they've priced themselves out of the market. Sean Payton is pretty much not a finalist for any of the available jobs. Maybe Arizona, which is the only one that's left kind of vacant. There are other jobs that are vacant, but they're interviewing finalists and Payton isn't amongst them. So it looks like you're approaching an offseason where you're not gonna have that first round pick you thought you had. You're not gonna have salary cap space. You're not making any changes, and you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I, I just don't see any way out of it, bro. I,
11: they need that. The Saints need that. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna use they. The Saints need that that first round pick. They need something to feel good about. Um, oh, bro, we finished the season strong. No, you you really did. Um, look. And let's be honest, Sean Payton won a ton of games in New Orleans. He won a Super Bowl in New Orleans. He won, you know, he got to the NFC Championship. He brought, obviously, the Saints into, into big games that, that they've never been in in the franchise history. But at the end of the day, what did he do without Drew Brees? He's never won games without Drew Brees. and that, That's a big deal, and I don't know if people can see in that. Or, um, you know, he, he's an offensive genius. That, that's, that's what he's called throughout the league and throughout the, you know, the, 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 the world. But he's never done it without Drew Brees. Uh, he did it for a five game stretch with you know with Teddy Bridgewater for a little bit, and that fills it out. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. the price tag's too high. Um, I guess he'll he'll be a great fox analyst for for the next couple years if uh, if the price tag doesn't change.
0: bro uh you know while we're kicking New Orleans sports, let's talk about the pelicans. um they are they haven't won a game since you and I spoke last. Uh, they got Brandon Ingram back. And I was told, oh, everything's fixed. And then Brandon Ingram was not good, and they lost again. They've lost six games in a row. They're one game out of not even being in the top ten. They better get right quick because, look, hamstrings don't heal fast, and you can't just count on, all right, Zion's going to be back, and then we're going to win every game the rest of the season. That's not how this is going to work. And New Orleans is now in a situation where this season, where there was so much promise and so much hope, like they might not even make the playoffs at all, man. That would be incredibly disappointing, and that would be such a kill after such a strong start to the year.
11: But Casey, Zion, the All-Star game starter, right? Right. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's just it's whatever Zion does, that, that's what matters. Um, I, look, we, we talk about it all the time. We didn't think that, that they were uh, a, a top three, top four team. We saw it mid or the pack. We're not even getting that. You know, I thought that was best-case scenario, They're gonna have to fight and claw the second half of the season and win some games if if they could stay healthy. They had they you know they kind of had you know they caught lightning in a bottle towards the end of last season um, when when everybody was together without Zion. Then you get him back, you you get accustomed to having him on the floor. He's out, Bi's out, and you know we're kind of back to the same old same old Pelicans of everybody of, of never having that core cohesive unit on the floor at the same time. Because you can't stop the injury bug and that's, that's been for the better part of, of, of the Pelicans since they've turned from Hornets to Pelicans. That's that seems to be the MO. All right, we got we got a good crew here. Let's let's see what we can do this season. Oh well, everybody's hurt nobody can play. Um and you know, I I don't know why that happens, but it continuously happens. Um speaking of injuries, how long did A D last on the court?
0: Oh about like sixteen
11: seconds. <laughs> that was that was that was uh not very tough to watch on my end or, or to hear about.
0: No man, it's crazy, dude. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the LSU women's basketball team. And there's a point that I want to make here is that, okay, I'm I'm over at a gym in uh, Lockport, wherever I was. I was was in the central part of the parish. And uh, Emmy and Aria come up to me, and you know them youth basketball players in the area, and they say, hey, uh, can we go watch Angel Reese play someday? And it's crazy, like, to think and to hear, like, they're not asking, hey, can we go see Steph play? Can we go see LeBron play? Like, the girls in this area now, they don't want to necessarily go to the Smoothie King Center. They want to go to the PMAC and watch LSU play. Dude, and that's such a vibe change. Five years ago, little kids in the area wouldn't even have had a clue that LSU had a team. But to be 20-0, and 0, blowing everybody out, and be so such a cool brand, that now the kids are aspiring to want to go and watch it. Like, it's unbelievable the culture change. It's bigger than 20 and 0. Every little girl in this area now wants to be part of that. They've changed that so much around. And, D, I got to tell you, it's coming up February 12th. They're playing South Carolina. That's likely to be undefeated versus undefeated. Like, that's Sunday. I'm not doing nothing. I'm watching that game at one o'clock. That's the type of momentum change that program has had, dude. Like, there must see TV now.
11: It's awesome. It's awesome to see, and I'm an advocate for for girls basketball, and I think it's huge in this area, and it's it's a lot to do with a lot of people that coach the right way, train the right way. A lot of people deserve uh, quote-unquote credit for that. They've invested a lot of time, and it's awesome to see that happen in Baton Rouge, and you said you're going to watch it on Sunday against South Carolina because you're not getting in there. It's sold out.
5: 18,000
11: tickets have already been sold to that game. That's for uh, you know, for a college basketball game, that eighteen thousand—that's like four or five days, four or five weeks worth of attendance for WNBA games, and to have that at a college level is is unreal, and it's it's awesome. People, at the end of the day, no matter what it is, you could be playing uh, pro k you could be playing football, and everything in between. People follow winners, and if Coach Dufonseca is listening right now, he's probably laughing at me because I tell my kids that in middle school. Our crowds are big when we sit at, when we at home. I said because we're winning basketball games. If we were zero fifteen, we'd have just parents in the gym. Uh, people follow winners at every at every level, you know. And as long as 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 LSU basketball, women's basketball continues to win games, the attendance is going to be there. People are going to want to see them. Quick shout out! I know you mentioned Aria in um, Central LaFouche. I want a quick shout out to Aria Petrie at, at South LaFouche. this yes. weekend she scored her first bucket of the season, man, what a beautiful moment and, and so well-deserved for that kid who works so hard and at, at, at what she does.
0: Dude, I got to tell you something. This is a true story. I saw that video posted on social media Monday, Tuesday, whenever it was shared. I was just kind of combing through the computer. I about cried whenever I saw that, dude. I know how hard that kid works. That was awesome. To everybody that was involved in that, kudos, and also kudos to you, Ari. You did it. That was awesome to see, bro. I'm glad you brought that up.
11: I got just as big goosebumps as I do now as I did whenever that whenever that moment happened, man. It couldn't have happened to a better kid.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Let's talk a little bit of boxing. Our guy Jonathan won this past weekend, beats DeVern, got his win. Um, it wasn't an aesthetically pleasing fight. In fact, they had something in the first round of that fight that I'd never seen before in my history of being a boxing fan. Neither guy landed a punch, so the judges just kind of decided, All right? it has to be 10-10 because, you know, how do we judge a fight where no one landed a punch? Um, Jonathan had chances, and he even admitted as much on social media where he could have maybe pressed it and maybe got him out, but he played it safe because he knew he was winning on the cards. He gets a decisive win, but I do think he left some folks at least maybe wanting a little more. He could have put him out and, and just was not letting go of his hands enough to make it happen.
11: I, I look uh... – Jonathan's had those moments in his career, even in, in, on the amateur side, where he's gotten those lulls where he could have done a little bit more. And maybe he questioned—I don't know if he's questioned his training. Or definitely not questioned his ability. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. He's ranked in the top ten in the heavyweight, about to be ranked in the top ten in pretty much every um, alphabet organization in boxing. He's just getting those lulls, and you know, it, it happens in sports. It happens in team sports. It happens in, in you know, in single sports, but. We talked about this last week, and you asked me this question. And I explained to somebody on maybe Sunday we were talking about the fight. It doesn't matter how he looked; he got the win. Uh, you know, it's a huge win—one of the biggest, probably the biggest in it on it on his resume. And that's going to lead to another another payday, and probably at this point, he's going to probably have his highest stock um, as a boxer, as a professional boxer. And I believe that he's going to—if he gets that big fight what could be Anthony Joshua. I know he's on that, that list of of, uh, of opponents. Uh, you know, you cash in and you end up catching Anthony Johnson on, on the chin. We know he doesn't have the best chin in the world. You're sitting there as, as, you know, top five heavyweight in the world. And all that work that you've done in your entire career pays off. It doesn't matter in boxing. It doesn't all the time matter how you do it. I remember watching boxing in probably 20, 2005 era and um, John Ruiz, was a WBA heavyweight champion. That guy could just put people to sleep in any fight that he has. But he continued to win, and and he he was dirty. Nobody wanted to watch him. Uh, I think he would end up being a Roy Jones victim when Roy Jones went to heavyweight. But he was there. He was making the money. He was making a career. He was the champion of the world. He put people to sleep. But it didn't matter because he kept winning fights. And I'm not saying Jonathan puts people. He literally puts people to sleep with his fist. Not not <laughs> from watching them. Um, but it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you get it done.
0: So how cool would it be look, I don't even know if this is even a possibility, but I'm just kind of making a it's a small world comparison. How cool would it be if he got the fight against Joshua, found a way to get a win there and then now he would let's say fight like Deontay Wilder that, that's two guys that you know like that wouldn't that be like the coolest thing ever?
11: I would I would have to go and look if, if Jonathan continues to fight in Miami during non-basketball uh, season fights or time? I'm going, and uh, we, we're gonna make somebody pay for that. We, we're gonna get us a sponsor to head out there. <laughs> you, can't, you can't fight Miami that many times and not have us there. But yeah, that, that it's you put the legwork in, up into, the, into the boxing game, and it, it, it doesn't always pay out. And those two guys, obviously, it's paid out. And much respect to them for, for coming from you know from where they're coming from, from a small towns in Louisiana, small towns in, in Alabama, and, and making it big and making it nationwide.
0: The Royal Rumble is tomorrow. Um, There's all sorts of whispers and all sorts of speculation. And, you know, I think a lot of folks are thinking Cody. There's whispers of Stone Cold Steve Austin because the rumors are he's going to be fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, Bray Wyatt, I don't think, is in the Rumble, but he's in a a, a dark match. Not not a dark match, but a, a pitch black match or whatever against L.A. Knight. Um... There's all sorts of craziness. There's all sorts of intrigue. A lot of folks don't have a clue how this is going to go. I don't have a clue how it's going to go, but I'm excited to see it, man. I'm very curious to see what tricks they have up their sleeve tomorrow.
11: Royal Rumble is always one of probably my second favorite pay-per-view or or event, I'm really going to call it, of the year. Uh, You know, they always have some fun with the participants. It's always going to be – I remember when Drew Carey had his gimmick where he got beat up by Kane for a stretch of, uh, you know, four to five years or however long that was. But they're going to have some, some, uh, you know, probably have an old school guy in there. It could be somebody big. Could be somebody just to run in and run out. Um, but I see a lot of folks are, are, are picking Cody Rhodes to, to win that. But I don't know if you if you seen if you saw a Casey. But I don't know what the next pay per view is named. But I saw the the printout of the chairs, and they have Sammy Zayn's pictures. Is it, is it um whatever the whatever they put him. In the elimination chamber or something like that, yeah, 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 uh, where they put him, they put him on the chairs to be maybe that guy on the poster. So I don't know if something, if something with Sami Zayn is gonna happen or, or 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 anything dealing with that, but maybe something to look out for.
0: Boy, that would be something. I really think that that would be a big money match, and I think the crowd would be super jacked and super into that. What do you think, dude? Do you think that Roman's going to carry this beyond WrestleMania, or do you think that his last stop as the champion is WrestleMania and somebody, whoever it may be, is going to knock him off? Obviously, I don't think it'd be Austin; he's not going to be the champ long term. But do you think that this is where his, his his uh his long ride as the champion ends?
11: You know, with with I haven't been totally watching one hundred percent lately. Just kind of, I know you and I speak about it on, on Friday. Just I, I watch enough to be able to be coherent in the conversation about it. Um, but I don't have. Unless it, in, in see, I don't even think Cody Rhodes is is ready. If he has, if he wins that Royal Rumble and he gets the the that main event match at WrestleMania, I don't I don't know if he if he can carry that. I think Roman Reigns, as much as I hated him at the beginning, I think he's a he's a viable, believable person to carry that belt. And aside from the hundredth times him and Brock Lesnar go at it, I, I just don't know if there's anybody that's believable as a champion right now as as much as Roman Reigns is.
0: Last question before we let you go, dude. We've got two uh championship games to decide the Super Bowl. We got the Bengals and the Chiefs. We got the 49ers and the Eagles. Where are you going on those two matchups, bro?
11: So I think the I think the Eagles take care of business. I think they have a little too much offense. I know the 49ers defense has been just destroying everybody, but I think it I think it's, it's Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to do a I think he's going to lead that team to the to the Super Bowl and I think Philadelphia is going to going to erupt at that on the AFC side. Um, you know, I keep hearing that the Chiefs are built to run the ball, but Patrick Mahomes being limited. Uh, I'm not. Look, I learned a long time ago, and, and it only bit me one time so far. I, I learned not to bet against Joe Burrow, and I know the the high ankle spring for Mahomes has led the spread to change. The last time I looked at it, you know the Bengals were favored by two points. I think people are, people believe in Burrow, and I, I'm I'm going to go that route. So I'm I'm going to go Bengals Eagles Super Bowl.
0: It's crazy. And I was actually doing a segment about this earlier in the week. Like, the Bengals haven't paid anybody in the history of their franchise. Like, every single good player the Bengals have had in the last 30 years has left there disgruntled about their pay. Carson Palmer, Corey Dillon, A.J. Green, like, you name it, they have left there disgruntled about their pay. They're going to have to pay Joe Burrow Mahomes' money $500 million to keep him there. It's going to be very interesting to see if the cheapest team in the NFL is going to be willing to pony that up because it's so weird. Because, D, all you and I know, like in the 90s, they were a laughing stock. They've won 10, 11 games in a row right now. That would have been three years' worth of wins back in the day. It's so weird to see that franchise prosper like they are right
11: now. I remember you had uh, the Bengals that I know was, was before, I guess not no, before, after Boomer and uh, you know, obviously he got he got to the Super Bowl, but after that, it, to me, it was Jeff Blake and Carl Pickens. Yeah, they had nobody else. Jeff Blake. I remember watching the highlights. Jeff Blake would throw the ball out of the screen, and Carl Pickens would have it in the end zone before the the clip was over. But they have they have to pay him. He's a once in a lifetime quarterback. He's a franchise guy. And if they don't, I mean, Burrow's going to have his his I mean his choice to go wherever he wants to go, whoever can afford him. But they have to. I I, I think they're gonna they they have to and they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase after that, and they're going to have to spend some money if they want to continue to be contenders. But in today's NFL, what they have right now doesn't happen every day.
0: Oh, no doubt about that, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, my dude.
11: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.
0: Yep. That is Damian St. Pierre with Golden Medal Middle School doing a wonderful job. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll give you our weekend predictions, and then we'll catch another break, get our picks, and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
7: The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
1: Do you want a free easy go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing during the months of November through January 31st. Buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily golden motors where price is priority on highway 3235 and cut off chevy find new roads
8: did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafourche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial power systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
0: Time to give our weekend predictions for some things that we're going to see in the world of sports this weekend. Let's play-by-play play on KLEB. A reminder tonight, we're at Terrebonne High School, 6 o'clock. Tip-off for the girls. South Lafouche against South Terrebonne, roughly 6 o'clock. By the way, there's a JV game at 5. I like doing games at Terrebonne, man. It's nice, comfortable bleachers, wide, a lot of room. We'll have a lot of fun out there tonight as the Tarpons will be taking on the Gators. Um... Curious to see how that one shakes out. But my first weekend prediction today, I think that Sean Payton is going to announce this weekend that he's staying at Fox. I think that there are jobs that are out there. Denver's kind of moved on. Andy's moved on. I don't think he was really ever seriously considering Andy. Andy's a mess. Houston's kind of moved on. Arizona's that last domino. I think that he's going to announce this weekend, I'm staying at Fox for another year. And as that announcement is made, you'll be able to hear the toilet flush sound. There goes the Saints opportunity of getting a first-round draft pick. I I ran and raved about this earlier in the show. I'm not going to do that again, but I truly believe that they priced themselves out of the market. Sean said publicly on the Herd, Yeah, let's just make it a first. Mickey Loomis and his team came out immediately after that and leaked a report saying, yeah, it's going to take a little more than a first, Bubba. And I think the team said, yeah, well, we're good. We'll try again next time. And I think Sean in the back of his mind knows the crop of teams this time, this cycle, yeah, wasn't really good. Every single team that... uh, you know, fired their coach doesn't have a stable quarterback in place, including Arizona, but Kyler Murray stinks. And I think that he's looking at situations that could maybe be available next year. Miami. Um, maybe even uh, a situation like Kansas City, because there's rumors and whispers that Andy Reid may be approaching the end of his line. And that obviously wouldn't be a firing, that would be more of a resigning. So we'll we'll see how that goes, but I think he's going to announce that he's going to stay at Fox. Next weekend prediction comes from the world of the NBA. I think that the Pelicans are going to snap their losing streak uh, this weekend. I think that they're going to get a big win. They're uh, over the Washington Wizards. Uh, it'd be a much needed win over the Washington Wizards. Pelicans haven't won a game, and it feels like a lifetime. So give me New Orleans to break that schneid, but I think that the Pelicans are going to continue to struggle over the long haul. I just don't see it with them right now, man. Um, the only thing that I keep hearing from Pelicans fans is, oh, bro, the vibe is good. I don't even know what that even means, but playing tomorrow at home against the Wizards, I think that they will break that losing streak, and uh, I think that they're going to put themselves in position to maybe try to build some momentum, but I think the schedule coming home in the next few weeks is going to be too tough. Um we go to the world of the NBA also, and I could tell you that I think that tomorrow the Philadelphia 76ers are going to beat the Denver Nuggets. Big showdown matchup, maybe even a preview of the NBA Finals with the top team in the West taking on the team that's playing the best of anyone in the East. The Nuggets are 34 and 15, the 76ers 31 and 16. I like Philadelphia tomorrow to defend their home floor. I think Embiid's going to be able to slow down Jokic just enough. And here's the thing about Jokic, man. Jokic is an amazing offensive player. Boy, he ain't all that on defense. And I think that on the other end, he's going to have to guard and beat, and I think that's going to prove problematic. So give me Philadelphia. I think that the 76ers, so much attention is going to be on the two big guys, but I think the 76ers have better guards. Maxi and Harden, they could create much better than what any of the Denver guards can. So give me Philadelphia in that one. I think in the world of women's college basketball and this is a game played on Monday so maybe I shouldn't include it in the weekend predictions but I think LSU is going to blow the cover off of Tennessee on Monday. Um Coach Mulkey knows and I get it, you know, Tennessee's maybe not what they were under Pat summit, but she knows the name, she knows the brand, she knows hey, that's Tennessee over there. And Coach Mulkey also knows she don't like playing second fiddle to anybody. She likes being the big fish. She's going to have her team ready to go. LSU is going to beat the hell out of Tennessee and try to make a statement um, and try to get themselves in position to, to show the world, hey, maybe you guys should talk a little bit more about us, maybe a little bit less about South Carolina. I like the Nichols basketball team to rebound and get a road win against Incarnate Word. Nichols lost to AM and Christi. The Southland Conference, y'all, is a hot mess, a steaming, wet, hot mess. Um, Southeastern's in first at 6-2, and two. Then there's a four-way tie for second at five and three with Northwestern, Corpus Christi, Nichols, and Commerce. It's a big old jumbled up mess, and I think the Colonels are going to go on the road and beat Incarnate Word tomorrow to try to keep the pace and try to solidify their position. I think the Nichols' Colonels are the best team in the conference. I just think that the Southland Conference is such a difficult league to win in on the road. Um, that it's proving problematic right now for Nichols sometimes when they're away from Stouffer Gym. Now let's get to the stuff that you guys have been waiting for with the weekend predictions. My first weekend prediction from the world of the NFL is I think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to upset the Philadelphia Eagles. Damian picked the Eagles, and all of the reasons that he picked the Eagles, I agree with. I think they've got the better offense. I think that they've got the ability to score a little more. I just think that the Eagles are going to struggle with the 49ers' physicality. I think the 49ers are going to run the ball right at them. And I think that they're going to slow down the game. I think they're going to make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable. Call it a hunch. Call it you know me me being a hater because I don't like the Eagles. I just got the feeling that we're going to see the 49ers going off to the Super Bowl. And really, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to have a whole lot to do with it. I think that it's going to be more of the other stuff that the 49ers do well, that's going to power them to the win. In the other game, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to play well. I think the Chiefs are going to play well. And I think Joe Burrow is going to play better. Give me the Bengals to go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. I just think that Joe Burrow does too much stuff well. In a one-game, winner-take-all, loser-go-home game winner take all loser go home situation, we've only ever seen Burrow lose that one time in the Super Bowl last year. And that was with a a roster that was vastly inferior to the Los Angeles Rams. And oh, yeah, guess what? They almost won anyway. (laughs) They almost overcame all of that and won anyway. So I think that Burrow's going to get the win over Kansas City. And I think that we're going to be looking at an old-school 1980s Bengals versus 49ers Super Bowl like we had twice in the 80s, and I think that Burrow and the Bengals are poised to win it all. I think they're pissed off. I think they're pissed off that the NFL was so focused on what do we got to do to make this right for the Bills? What do we got to do to make this right for the Chiefs? Man, we can't penalize the Chiefs and the Bills. We can't penalize the Chiefs and the Bills. This is the biggest rivalry matchup in the NFL. These teams meet one another in the playoffs every year. We got got to make sure that this is right. And there was no conversation about what do we got to do to make this right by the Bengals. And I think that that annoyed them. I think that aggravated them. And I think that they're playing with a, hey, the league don't give a crap about us. So we don't give a crap about you. We're going to spoil and ruin every one of your plans. We're going to knock Josh Allen out. We're going to knock Mahomes out. And then it's going to be us beating whoever lines up against you guys in the Super Bowl. I think that little extra oomph is powering Cincinnati right now. And I think that they're going to ride that all the way to winning the world championship. In the NBA tonight, and we got some betting picks here. I was going to take a break and then we're going to just all merge it into one. Um, Before we get to the picks, let's thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets Feels Like Home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder also one more time tonight we are at Terrebonne High School, South Lafouche taking on South Terrebonne. Six and seven, we will be. Doing just about everything over there, right? We're going to have um, radio. Uh, we're going to have Bayou Sports Broadcasting. Like every every, We're going to slice it up every single which way. Tonight in the world of the NBA, um, I like over 222 for the Cavs and the Thunder. The Thunder get up and down the court. The Cavs don't play with pace, but I think against the Thunder, they're going to have to if they want to stay afloat. I like over in that game. I like tonight... Um, Over 235 for the Warriors and the Raptors. The Warriors don't play a lick of defense. (laughs) So I think that both teams are going to be able to get out and score. And I see a game in the 120s there both ways. So give me over 235 for the Warriors and the Raptors. I also like a Moneyline Parlay where I take the Bucks. I take the Heat. And we also, um, and we just play that straight up. A two-leg Parlay, minus 153 odds. You get two big favorites, two eight and a half point favorites. I like the Heat and I like the Bucks both to win tonight. And I like that little money line parlay combination there. We go to college basketball. And tonight, it's a light schedule. It's a lighter schedule than normal. But there's maybe still a bargain or two that we could find on here. And I could tell you right out of the shoot. I like Manhattan to cover five and a half over Niagara. I bet on Manhattan a lot. Manhattan's a team that. they play an exciting brand, and I think that they're going to also go over 126.5 in that game with Niagara. So two college games to maybe pay attention to. In the NFL this weekend, a couple of things that I like, I already told you I think the Bengals are going to win, so I like them plus 1.5. I already told you I like the 49ers to win, so I like them plus 2.5 over the Eagles. Then another one that I like, I'm betting on Joe Burrow, man. Like I'm betting on Joe Burrow individually. I like the over for completions for Burrow. Which I'll tell you what that number is if my Fanduel cooperates. Um, let's see. Pass completions. I like over 24 and a half completions for Burrow in the game, and I like over 284 yards for Mahomes in the game because I don't think they're going to be able to RPO. I think Mahomes is going to have to stand in there and throw. Thanks to everybody for listening. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. That's all for me. We'll be back on Monday. You've been listening to play by play on KLEB. Have a blessed weekend, y'all. God bless.
8: Are you paying too much for your health insurance?